Welcome to another exciting episode of Two Strokes Some Jokes. Myself, Cole Cole, my good partner, Kurt Modis. How you doing, Cole? Not too bad. We wanted to kind of play that song. We're not going to do the names or nothing because we know everybody's listening. I mean, they know what the song is, but it, we're doing this on uh, this is April 28th today, and it's been a rainy, wet one. Yeah, uh, rain again, rain again, but uh, that's subject for April. And uh, I think we uh, have discovered that it rains in April. It's uh, difficult on uh, anything oh, that revolves around dirt racing. Anything. Uh, but we, we track everything. Yeah. We uh, we also discovered that the weatherman can be wrong. Big and time. look at last weekend, uh, Spoon River Speedway. Big problem. Doomed from the middle day. of the week. They, uh, they renegades got, of dirt. They, uh, they pooped on them. And they, it was yep. kind of a... I'm super glad Brad got the race in because poo-poo on you, Renegades of Dirt, for canceling so early on Farmer City and Spoon River Speedway because they both got the show in. Props to Brad Denny for doing the $3,000, getting a really good car count, and what turned out to be a fantastic night of racing, minus one little thing happened in the pit area for uh, Life Light. Our thoughts are with the steven evans and his family but other than that i think that it was a good night at spinner speedway yeah it was opening night really good night um i went down there the weather was uh they were calling for rain most of the day and they uh got a little shower in the morning about half the day i think yeah. about noon it just yeah, drizzled by noon. just drizzled but they didn't get much rain they predicted a freaking washout yeah predicted a washout all night or the night before we missed it uh we missed a lot of what they predicted yeah, a lot went way south went way south i don't know i'm assuming macon got canceled. i was in a wedding in petersburg did it rain down there and it was like right where we were at it was sprinkling but you could see where it was at springfield was getting hammered yeah and i i hadn't heard if macon got in there or not I, i'm assuming they canceled I'm assuming, yeah. They were yeah. getting water all morning and all night. So yeah, they probably did because the rain really wasn't that far south. So uh, Brad Denny, he uh, he had it, he said on Thursday, he says whatever it takes, we're going to get this thing it. in. We're going to get I it in. I got to see him twice before, and I actually seen him on Friday night. And he goes, I'm not going to water this track because I don't want it to be too wet. And I truly believe that was a huge thing for him. Huge thing. Yeah, yeah. He uh, that worked out in his favor, and uh, but however. July roll around if you try to do that um, and not oh, man. not water it. <laughs> guess in the rain, you'll guess wrong every time. So luck was on his side, and it worked out. He persevered through it. He he said he did what he said he was going to do. Yep. Uh, he wanted to get that race in. That race meant a lot to get in, and he got rewarded for he it. He did big time. He 139 me, cars? 139 cars total. They had like 38 or 39 UMP modifieds, they had 38 or 39 uh, B mods, oh. 10 street stocks, which for this early in the year, not too bad. And Spoon hasn't had street stocks in years. What did I tell you in so one awesome. podcast we did the other oh. day? I said a 3000 to win, 300 to start, which was fairly close to what Very he paid. Close. I think Very 250 close. to start, yep. maybe. Okay, 3000 3, to win, 300 to start. Have a B mod. I don't know what the B mods paid. Probably about the same normal pay. I think pay. he ended up paying, if I remember right, I'd have to go back. But I want to say he paid top dollar. For, Did he? I think he paid a thousand win crate late models, and I think he paid five or six, seven hundred dollars for the B mods. I mean, he had he had a full field of crates. Show. Yeah, he, he had, had to run a 
You had 21 or 22 crate late models. You had B mains in the Hornets, B mains in the Modifieds, and B mains in the B mods. Yeah. On opening night. Yeah. And um, yeah, so he, he it worked out, and he got it in. It was freaking windy, oh, cold man. in yeah. your face in the pits. So I was in the pit bleachers watching. watching and, oh, right just there. hitting you in the face. Yeah. Felt like there was icicles fixing to fall out of your nose, but. Watched the race, good racing, track was really good, a um, little bit of a rough spot down in the lower part of uh, turn three, but they raced through it, they went above it, it was, it did not impact the racing at all, um, they was they could run anywhere on that racetrack, so hell of a night, he had a hell of a crowd, hell, a lot of cars in the pits. Big time, uh, he told me, he, he guessed, he, he hadn't told me totally, but he thought he had 800 people in the pit area. That's ridiculous. Yeah, close 1,200 people in the grandstands. And on a night that you didn't think you were going to get anything in. Yeah, yeah. And he had probably one of the most successful nights. When I talked to him tonight at Countryline, he told me this was probably the best opening night he's ever had in he doesn't know how long. Yeah. He knows two years ago he had a good one, but this one this one really took it. Yeah. Well, he, you know, you, you got to have those. You got to have those nights to make them work out. And uh, he got that night. Yeah. Um, Big one. Everybody gets them. Everybody gets them once in a while, but they don't happen all the time. No. So, good job, Brad. Uh, good job, Spooner River Speedway. It was uh, great racing for Track 140 good cars. All good all night long. Uh, 140 race cars on that thing. Track held up great. Yeah. For the first race of the year. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, that was a good show there. Um, what went on? Up. Oh, you got your vibrator on your phone yeah. there. Better put that Better away. Turn that baby down. <laughs> What else went on that weekend? Uh, Farmer City ran Friday night. They did. Uh, I didn't see much results out of that deal. They, but. Uh, they, I haven't, I haven't really got to. I did because I think the guys did their Saturday night recap where they did. Friday yeah, night recap. yeah. I didn't get to see a lot of results from it. I think Kevin Weaver won again. Uh, I can't. I don't remember who won the modified race. I just know that a lot of people said that track was bad fast. A lot of guys were crying that it's it's hammered down. Where's these select racetracks at? And blah blah blah. And, the one thing I just want to point out, it's April. It's April. And we're lucky to even be racing because I know last year we didn't get to it all. You wouldn't be racing tonight. And you damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and so when it comes to June and July and when you crybabies are out there, well, it's too slick. We're on the bottom. Or wham, wham, wham. I want you to guys to remember what you guys are crying about in April because most tracks don't run till May. Yeah. And, it, and it's it, the guys are sticking their necks out to do April, let alone March. So to have a track that is three lanes wide, Brad Denny, Spooner Speedway is a big track, so they can do it. They have a lot but of Peoria's surface area. Had, it's a quarter mile racetrack. It's tight. The guys are complaining about a hammer down when it was just a narrow racetrack. Yeah, it wasn't it, yeah, and that was just because the car counts and and the the rain and the clouds and everything else. I mean, yeah, I think I think I think they're they're complaining they're complaining for the wrong reasons i think they're complaining because it was a narrow racetrack mm-hmm. the cushion wasn't pushed up you know it needs to be up close to about 10 foot off the wall oh, it was yeah. about we halfway were, up we in were the corner 30 feet off the uh, wall. so your racing surface automatically was cut in half yep. that's what kept everything yep. funneled in that's yep. why there was a lot of contact uh you put that surface and that smoothness with another 20 feet and width totally different program it's gonna get there these guys yeah it'll get there it'll get there and it, it'll help when it's finally got some heat in the air some heat in the ground oh, yeah some sunshine some sunshine 
It, believe me, it will slick off oh, eventually. Yeah. It won't be as heavy all the time, nope. but you know what? It'll get into the hands of guys like you that have to put the water in. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, the, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it's not been that bad of a no. track prep uh, menu There this ain't holes recently. up to my knees in it. And yeah. I went to a track last year that is one of the best tracks in the Midwest, and they had a huge event, and I walked in the, the turn one and two and three and four, and I had holes the size of my car, and they were up to my knees. You know, that's yep. just racing. Was that, was that a big race? It was a big race. Was that the crown jewel of the area? No, it wasn't that particular race, but it was kind of like the makeup for that race. Oh, okay. okay. It was a good show, don't get me wrong, but it was it was a rough track, and no one complained about that. Be, well. They started yeah. 24 cars and only nine finished, but no one cried about that, but they want to cry about a local little bitty track, and I get it, and it's racing. But that brings me to my next point. I just want to say no one junked their race cars. Brings me to my next point. There's a lot of bad attitudes towards certain racetracks, and yes. one particularly more than the other. It's always um, been that way, too. Yep. Peoria Speedway, for some reason, people have a terrible attitude about mm -hmm. that place when they show up. No matter the, what. Before the race cars are ever unloaded, no matter what. It's like everybody's nervous. Everybody knows there's trouble a-brewing because oh, yeah. it is a tight racetrack. It's a yep. small racetrack. But those same people can go race at another racetrack in either just as similar conditions or worse and not say a word because it's got a lot to do with the respect level yes of possibly things that have happened in the past that's uh, the biggest thing yeah that's the biggest thing and i think people are just getting to the point to where they're getting a little over the top um respect the only way you're ever going to get the the most out of what you're doing is to respect what you're doing yep and these totally people agree. that unload pissed off <laughs> just go back home yep you know there's a lot of people out here that have spent just as much as you have or more yep. they want to go out and have some fun race have a good night but when you get that guy that shows up with a chip on his shoulder right out of the get-go what, what it's going to be a bad night mm -hmm. He's expecting the first. Why'd you even show up? Exactly. That's he, my biggest thing. He's expecting trouble right off yep. the bat. Doesn't give it a chance. Yep. Cars don't even take the green flag, and he's he's already mad. Yep. That's I've, the problem. I've been that guy before, like where I've been. But you've carried it over, you've probably. To, you've had to when you unload. It's a new night. Yep. Now, granted, I've been at Peoria Speedway, and I, I'm one of the biggest guys. I didn't race at that track for almost two full years. Right. I remember. And it's just because we were we had a bad attitude to it. And why would I go? If I had a bad attitude, because I'm just bringing negativity. Yep, yep. And there's no reason to bring negativity to a racetrack, because all you're going to do is bring everybody else down. Yep. So when you want to come in have fun, be fun. Don't be negative. Don't be a negative Nancy and ruin it for everybody. Yep. And we unloaded the car one night. We had a good qualifying run. First lap of the heat race, guy spun out in front of me and ripped the whole right side off the car. Racing. That's racing. And, I, of course, I blew up. I got pissed off. Because so you, you were already you were already on the edge. You already had it, and it was just yep. one thing that needed yep. to take it. Now, what I this do. This damn place. Oh, yeah. Oh, yep. We yep. fixed it, went out, finished feature, got a top 10. I came back the next week. Everything was smooth. Yep. You got to come in. Every night's a new night, no matter what track yeah. you go to. I flipped a car, and I've junked. I've flipped and junked a car at Fairbury. So I've junked two cars at Fairbury. Fast speed racing. It's racing no matter where you go. And I finally, I've grown up a little bit. Um, I think that we got a little fast piece this year, so... My attitude's a lot different at everywhere yeah. we go. It's but it started better. But it started better. Your attitude started yeah. better because you felt more confident with what you're fixing to go do. Big time. You unloaded at Peoria. You unloaded fast. Yep. You did well. You raced well. 
a little bad luck in the future, yep. but you were running good. So You're now where we want we've wanted to be for years. T- solid top four, probably top three. Yep. And now you're going to go back to that track. You're going to unload confident. Yep. You're going to have a good attitude. And you're probably going to race good because yep. of that attitude. That's what so. you got to have, too. He's like, you can't. I, we went to Crowley Ridge. Never been to that place in my life. Watched a lot of races. Knew it's going to be a black slick. Doesn't take rubber. We didn't know what kind of deal we we're going to get into. Went out. We won the heat race. And we were running real good in the feature. And I, I dicked up and jumped the cushion a little bit. But you got to go in positive. Everywhere you go, just neutral as possible yeah make racing fun for yourself yep. and other people yep not not about what happened 20, 10 years, years ago, ago 20 years ago when such and such got into you and the track didn't make the right call and yep. you, you you carry that over forget that if exactly. that's your attitude then don't come back yep. and mean it don't be racing yeah don't <laughs> be racing because that shit can happen everywhere because you're, so. you're gonna ruin it you're gonna ruin you're gonna you're not gonna you're gonna continue to not have fun and yep. you're gonna get it to where you're going to have a rain out. There's only going to be one place that's going to go racing, and this is what you've done your whole life, and you're yep. going to go, I'm going to go here, and something's going to happen, but you're going to be naked. Because I was that way. I was. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, folks, but I'm here to tell you, racetracks are dying. Yep. Everywhere. Places places to go watch this stuff are dying. There's still enough out there to keep you entertained. One or two more closed down in the area, then yep. what? Exactly. Which ones will it be? It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Yep. So embrace your local racetrack. If it's not what you're looking for, then don't go back. Mm-hmm. The threatening go not to go back. Exactly. The, 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 the bad mouth and Bad mouth and the running it down on the internet constantly. Don't go back. Yep. If you don't like the restaurant, don't go eat there. Yep. Don't go eat there and then bitch about it to your server yep. or get on the internet and bitch about it then. Don't just like don't a TV go. Show, just don't watch it. You don't <laughs> like it. I don't like the news. No. Guess what? I don't watch I don't it. watch the news. <laughs> So I don't like yeah. watching the weather either, but toxic people. There's a lot of toxic, toxic people. people. It's and uh, negativity people that want to run their mouth or some people have been racing for years and all they want to do is bring negativity to a track because maybe they didn't run so good the first night or yep. they, they haven't been able to get out or they've been running. Or so they think they should be running better and they should be running better, but they won't get their heads out of their own asses to listen to people that want to help them. They're more it's worried tough. about they're more worried about telling the track what the track's doing wrong instead of working on your shit and making it better yep. or realizing mm, maybe we had a bad night tonight. Yep, things didn't work in our favor. Let's come back and get her twice as hard next week. Exactly. But some people don't have that yeah. in them. It's it's the so blame. That's game. how they've been for 35, yep. 40, 50 years sometimes. And but those same that's people, what I want to try to say with like we're talking about. My dad is a guy next door. He punched a horse at Peoria Speedway when it was in the rough and tumble days. <laughs> when was the last time a horse has been at Peoria Speedway? <laughs> no that shit. particular night because no it never shit. came back. So people want to talk about, they still think 30, 40 years ago was yesterday. Yeah. Peoria Speedway is a different racetrack. Fairbury is a different racetrack. Yeah, Speedway, Speedway is different. Yep. You know what you're going to get into? Just go out and race. Race go, your go own race. race. Go race. And if you don't want to race there, then don't go. Then don't go. Don't go. So... I'm going to end that on just the toxic people that are in motorsports, and I dealt with a lot of them by owning that place oh, yeah. in three years. I'd well, never you, seen. You dealt with the same when you were in AMA. Oh yeah, and toxic it, people there. Racers have the tendency to to be on the toxic side mm-hmm. because we're shitheads. They get well, they just get an attitude. Yep. It's the competitive. I get it. I understand why. All racers feel that they're the best. They want to be the best. And when it doesn't go their way, they got to blame somebody. But it just seems to be all these years. Look, 
Peoria has not had great racetracks every night that they've been in business. Fairbury no, hasn't has had racetracks. Yeah. They've City. all Everybody. had bad nights. Macon's a fifth-mile racetrack. I've seen it where it was nothing but the wall and then nothing but the mine tires. Macon is a fifth-mile racetrack. Yep. You want to run the bottom? You're running like a 777 gear in that sucker. You know, it's it's racing. It's weather. It's Mother Nature. You can't predict it. Yep. The weatherman was wrong all weekend. Yep. You know, it's a Peoria got soaked. Uh, they're right on the river. I know that yeah, Brandon said his pit area was pretty bad, so he didn't want to try to go against Spoon and then try to have a sloppy pit area. That was a good call, though, it was because, smart because it was a business call. Yeah, it was a and business was call. For him. Uh, he's had two good nights of racing. There's no reason to rush. He got plenty. He's going to race until, I think, October 7th or 8th this year. There's plenty of time to plenty race. Plenty of racing. Plenty of time to race. Uh, and Brandon, he uh, – um, he really knew. He knew. He's been in it long enough to know. He knew he wasn't going to have a good night. The weather didn't look good in his favor. It was a little unfavorable in the pit area. The track was probably a little wetter than he wanted to. Yeah. Going up against a big show, yep. not 30, 30 miles down the road, mm-hmm. where half of your car count was going anyway. Yep, yep. It was a, it was a good call. So a Chance of having a less car count, so then it's going to be a wetter racetrack. So you don't have enough cars to really blow off what you need. Yeah, no matter what people think that a racetrack can open up every week and survive, that is not true. Yep. You have too many failures, you're out of business. Yep. You get rid of it, somebody will come along and offer you something and say, this ain't worth it no more. Exactly. These racetracks struggle every race. And when Spoon River pulls off a hell of a night, those are nights you cherish. He'll bank that money. Yep. For when it doesn't go so good. That's what good. Brad told me when I seen him tonight. He goes, I may not have a good night next week, but. He's got a little to fall back on. It's okay. He goes, we, we could have two weeks that were, that were even. We're fine. Yep. Because that was one weekend that. Those, that's a summer national night that oh. he had on a Saturday night. Yeah. Like, that was, it was incredible what he had. And I'm, 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 I'm proud of him, happy for him. I hope a lot of our tracks get that this year. It kind of seems like the schedules are pretty nice this year between you got your. Your Farmer City, I mean, you, I call it the big four because everybody knows what tracks run weekly. you got Lincoln and Farmer City that run on Friday nights, but Farmer City runs every single Friday night. Jacksonville hasn't started up yet, but they're a little far south of a track. But you have Fairbury, Peoria, Spoon on Saturday nights, and Farmer City on Friday nights. Your big four tracks in Illinois, that they have the biggest car counts, and they have some of the toughest com- competition. You can't just come in their playpen and expect to beat them up. You know? Right, and right. That's what I hope that they can work together and they they see the progressiveness that they've all had. And once the sun comes out and that track gets a little little slower down, because hammer down or slicked off, you're still spending the same amount of money. Yep. You still have a chance of tearing your shit up no matter what because when it's blown off slick, you're burning four tires up. When it's hammered down, you're putting a little bit more wear and tear on your engine. You're still turning the same amount of laps. You're still turning the same RPMs. Yep. It doesn't matter. I think what it is. Dollar for dollar, it's the same. You know what I think it is? Fear. It is. I think it's a little bit of fear because everything's happening faster. Yep. The the risk is higher when you're out there. I get it because it's going quicker. Oh, yeah. I mean, low 11s and late models, I mean, that's getting around Peoria. Yeah. So, I get it. I think out of the 17 cars... Well, 10 or 11 of us were under 11, 9. Yeah. Like under 12 seconds. Most nights were, so. back in years past, were low 12s was a fast night. You know, yeah. mid 12s, yeah. that was about average. That was 12, 3, 12, 6. It was a good lap. Damn near a whole second faster. So I get why people get a little 
nervous, you know. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Let's talk about uh, talk about the important things. Let's talk about your graphics guy. Oh, Chris Osborne Jr. This kid, uh, we and him talked a lot last year at the end of the year. And I kind of want to give him some props. We didn't get to really talk about him much there. The night we ran at Peoria last week, um, or weekend before last, when we broke, he was my stick guy. And that guy he knew exactly how to run the sticks, knew where to stand. I could see him. He was just as pissed as I was when the rack broke. Well, he's seen what was he's fixing seen to happen. what was fixing to happen. Yeah, that's a damn fact. And with full house signs and graphics coming on, a lot of people are kind of skeptical with the new design. And I kept telling them, I said, you got to see it. When the colors come out, I said, just on paper, you're not going to see what it's like. I said, even with my previous rap guys, the same way. But Chris, he, he pulled off everything we wanted. Yeah, there's some things we want to make better for the next one because we're excited for the next one, not just because we had cool calendar shooting and everything else. But we got when this thing's on the track, it's, it looks good. It looks fast, set, and still, and that's exactly what we wanted. And I think he's got some good business coming. He's been real busy. He's been wrapping everything from late models down to Hornets and everything in between. And I hope people look at him more and realize it, that the dude can put out some good quality stuff because him and Haley – they work their asses off full sign, full house signs of graphics. Yeah, and they're all in, and they believe they believe in the local program. They believe Big in the time. local racers. Big time. I I never knew him. I just knew his dad. I yep. never knew Chris uh, Junior at all. I like the guy. Yep. He's just like one of us. He does a hellacious job. Oh yeah. Uh, and and in he takes his pride in his work. Yeah, he takes pride in his work, and he's always doing it. Yeah. I mean, he's not hanging out somewhere else, worrying about other shit. Exactly. He's, He's in that shop working on that stuff. And that stuff, I don't know anything about the business, but I do know when you're always doing something, oh, yeah. that means you're dedicated. So, well, hell, he ain't just doing race cars. He's doing our logos for all other years. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, we're, we're kind of using him a little bit. <laughs> we appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> we appreciate it. But no, Full House Signs and Graphics, uh, he does quality work. He does awesome work. Big time. And uh, he's probably hellaciously busy tonight as we're talking about it oh yeah he was he was uh working on a lot more logos again and you can get him on facebook you can get him on so anything social media you'll see him out there chris osborne jr or full house signs and graphics and you'll see his stuff there all over the place because it's he's been around the peoria area all his life yep damn near yep and, and he's raced a little bit of everything we talked to him on me and brian had a previous podcast with him and if you ever need to get a hold of him, his cell phone number, 309-643-2605. Full house, signs and graphics. Good stuff. Good quality stuff. Good deal. Well, um, back to your uh, calendar shoot. Um, when when are those calendars going to be made? We're going to be able to get them, hopefully, probably by next month. My next goal month. is to – Bambi sent me all the pictures. Oh, Bambi. There's about 45 pictures that they found that were the best. I got to cut that down to 16. I'll help you. I know. I'm, I'm going to need it, buddy. <laughs> if we could do a live show, we'd do that right now. <laughs> but it was one of the things to where she goes, well, it's up to you. I'm like, well, you're the professional. I'm just the goober that you know, Cole, excited. Cole, Cole, but you know what? Cole likes them all. How about I that? Do. I do. <laughs> if, I, if I could have, like, random calendars, just pick them, you know, yeah, go. So. Yeah. Well, that's a that was a really cool deal, really highlighted you. Um, the best part is – car looks damn near as good now as it did it before you still, raced it. It, it still did so you uh didn't didn't tear it up first night that's a good sign yeah only um, thing we had to do was uh this car gets over a lot more than we expected and we have to cut the skirts off the right side yeah yeah so I, I think a lot of it too was when that uh 
when the rack broke, we bought them out and, we had yeah. to, and everything else. We kind of had some, some deals, but we had to cut that baby off and it still looks good. And we're going to shine her up. Mom will put her polish on it Friday night for Saturday and we'll mud her, get her all mudded up and cleaned up and hopefully get a checkered flag. Well, I'm betting I'm not going to be able to be there uh, this Saturday because as He'd it's raining, I'll probably be back in the field, mm -hmm. but it's got to stop raining first. So. Yeah. So um, what you have, 16, 17, 18-hour days this week already? Seven, I, I punched in, let's see, well, we worked Sunday. Can't remember how long that was. But Monday, punched in at 7.30, punched out at 11.30 p.m., and uh, I think that was like 17 and a half, which in the fall, that's about a normal day. Right. Uh, but this early in the year, the body's not used to it. No. So Especially the next coming day, off winter. <laughs> yeah. The next day was a little shorter. It was 16 and a half. But well, I don't know. I love cut it. Yourself short on that one. I love it. It's uh, it's, it's what you've always loved doing. Yeah, I like being. I like being around it. I'll never yeah. be able to farm myself. I'll never be. I'll have to work for somebody in the yeah. in farming. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I don't want to be a full time. You know, I can't financially do that. Right. Um, it's not a reality. But I enjoy being around it. I, I enjoy being around the operation because it's a father son. Uh, father son program with a bunch of good hired men. Well, that's what it, to me it seems like. You're more than just a you're more than just a hired hand. You're you're kind of family, family at that at point. That yeah, they're not corporate are. by no I means. I love it. I love how you guys operate. There. They continue to grow. They continue to reinvest in their program. They reinvest in their operation every year. Uh, let's just say this: they could have about three stacker haulers and about six super late models if they wanted to, oh, but they don't because they reinvest in their business and that's what they do. They don't, they don't, <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but a lot of tractor pullers are big, big yeah. farmers Yeah, and they blow a lot of money and for nothing. Yeah. For nothing, for nothing. And these guys don't, I don't see it. And I, but I do see the upgrades and it makes the job better. It makes the job more secure for me Yeah, because definitely. I see that they're invest every investment they make in their operation means they're just around that much longer. So exactly. no matter the economy, no matter the situation, they're always going to farm that they land gotta be there. and they got to have somebody to drive a truck and Damn they right. got to have somebody to run equipment and, I'm fortunate enough to be uh, running with them. I kind of stumbled upon that job a couple couple falls ago. They were looking for a uh, part-time truck driver, and I I just got off the road with the motorcycle thing, and I'm like, God, I want to get around farming again. Yep. And I, I, want, I love it. A little it. bit love of passion. Harvest. Yeah, I love harvest. Love being around it. And lo and behold, a couple years later, it turned into a full-time job, and I'm very, very grateful for them. They're great people, and I'm uh, happy to be a part of their yes. organization. So that actually, working into that, then I'll be able to – you know, do the Peoria Speedway track prep thing here in a week. Yep. Probably gonna say two weeks, but it very well could be next weekend. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, speaking of that, I actually uh, yeah talked us a little bit about that. Yeah, Brandon Dean called me the other day and said that he'd like uh, Eric Bruce was want me to stop down there at the at his shop there and take a look at that track conditioner that he's building. And so I didn't know the progress on it; I haven't heard a thing about it. Sure. And uh, Brandon said that. Yeah, he's getting real close to having it done, but he's not sure on a few things, and he'd like for you to come down there and just see if I can, you know, tell him what to do. I said, well, I'll try to get down there this week because he's wanting to get it wrapped up. He's wanting to get it out of there. Oh, yeah. It's a big and, piece. Uh, it's a big piece. And uh, so today happened to rain. I had to make a few errands um, running around Peoria, so I, I went on in there. I got a hold of him. He was there. I went by and looked at it, pulled in. It's sitting outside. Walked over and took a look at it when we went and talked about it. And there was a few little things that he didn't know 
what he should do. And I said, okay, well, this is what the other piece, the other track conditioner that I used had on. Yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, my God, that totally makes sense now. Yeah, light like, bulb. So, yeah, light bulb went off. He's like, I'm going to get this thing done in the next oh, yes. few days. It's going to be great. And and I'll be honest with you, the thing is built well. Oh, yeah. It is built. He, uh, he ain't no slouch. Oh, no, <laughs> no. It, it, and, and the way it works out, the uh, – uh, the truck, the truck system, the wheel system, the other, the other system that we had had two hydraulic cylinders, one on each tire, one on each turf tire. That was the lift. Yeah. Yep. This he's got like a mechanical system. One cylinder will run both wheels. Oh, okay. So it's like a pivot. It's got an arm that goes across sure. and two pivot points, and it'll pick the whole system up as one instead of. The problem we had with those two cylinders was they acted different. Yep, they one didn't be stronger. One the would other, be faster whatever. than the other, yeah. and there was no way to adjust it. They were kind of cheap cylinders, but either way, hydraulics—that's the way it works. Exactly. Path of least resistance, quickest way. Exactly. So that was the downfall of that machine. Now this machine's either up or it's down. Perfect. There's no guess. Yep. If it doesn't go up, that then keeps it's down. you flat. Yep. Keeps, keeps you it flat. Keeps you smooth. And it surface. keeps that machine. It keeps it going down. Yep. All the time, the correct way, exactly. not one side go down, yeah. and then because I, I, it got to the point where I was trying to do it on the fly with that other one, and I'd, I'd be traveling, my ground speed be set, go lower it down, watching where I'm going, not looking behind me. Well, I look behind me, one side's in the ground, the other one's not. Yep. I'm like son of a bitch. So I, so basically, I got to where I stop, put it on the ground, yep. then take back off. Well, that's not the end of the world. Sometimes when you're in a hurry. You, you ain't got time to do that. You got, you know, just keep going, drop it back down, and keep digging. So exactly. I think we're going to be able to do that with this machine. Um, as far as uh, how the teeth look and everything, oh, man, he that guy, uh, he's, a, he's a talent. Uh, he has thought everything off through, of built it off of pictures, off of measurements. Mm -hmm. He's thought everything through, improved upon him. Yep. I was I was actually surprised. I didn't know how it would look. I didn't know what it would look like. Made it to where I was you surprised. Wanted. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready now. I can't wait. <laughs> so um, I'm hoping everything works out to where we can get her down there and I can go scratch a little dirt with them. Yeah, because so, what you got to lose. Yeah, I mean, it's it's ready. Great it's, piece of equipment ready for it. Yep, yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, but just playing the waiting game. Just got to get spring done and get the seed in the ground, and then I'm free to go play. Yeah. Ready for this rain to quit. That's yep. for damn sure. Because I know yep. it's still pouring. I think we're going to have some in tomorrow. Yeah. Hopefully it's up. enough just to kind of not soak the tracks too much because I think Friday's going to be beautiful. Oh, it's I know a, Saturday's weather is going to be top notch. It's going to so. be a it's going to be a last minute week for track prep, guys, because yeah. they ain't going to be able to do nothing until Friday at the earliest. Exactly. You know, Lincoln's probably going to have – Lincoln's going to be in the same boat they've been in the last yeah. several weeks. You know, Former they're just well. going to be stuck with a muddy track early on yeah. and have to deal with it, and then people are going to be pissed when it gets rough. Oh, so yeah. everybody out there listening, gotta be remember, this shit happens. That's right. It's Wednesday night. It's pouring down rain. They need at least – at least a good 24 hours of dry time yeah. to be able to good manage dry it. time good dry time not mist not a mist or a cloud cover all day long yeah yeah uh oh something happened out there with oh, brian man. i racing rig Thank the i racing rig just, <laughs> it might have hit the wall, hit the wall. <laughs> well it might be realistic <laughs> now <laughs> oh well, might be realistic now he hit the wall tore up two thousand dollars <laughs> worth of shit in his vr system <laughs> damn right uh, anyways 
what we'll do is, is we can we can probably end her tonight there. Yeah, yeah. We we just we'll wanted to rip one off one. pretty pretty quick here, but uh, recap on everything. Farmer City and Lincoln's running Friday night, correct? Yep. Yeah, both running. Yep. Uh, Macon should be, be running. Macon should get their opener because I, I didn't remember they got canceled early because Lucas Oil canceled. Ah, yeah, and I that's think right. they were going to get rained that's out right. regardless. But Lucas Oil made that right call. And that's right. And Renegades, and then, Renegades jumped on the yep, bandwagon yep, yep. of. Well, they're big. We are yeah, too. Yeah, and that was the bad thing is Renegades of Dirt was trying to start something real big in this area, and I think they got poo pooed on because well, they just screwed that they did with the one of the best tracks in the area yep. to put on a premier show in big front time. of a lot of people were going to be there. They just shot themselves in the foot. Seventy five dollars per car for the modifieds was going to be an entry fee that goes into Renegades of Dirt's pocket. Yep, and for their they points lost that, fund for yeah. their points fund, quote unquote. Yep. And I remember they kept talking about how they were going to have drivers from six to eight hours away driving and blah, 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 blah. Probably three. So you're going to you're gonna cancel an entire event because of three or four drivers. Well. And I understand it, but, like, Macon was a definite 75%, yeah. 80% chance all day long. Yeah. Where we were always on the fence. We were a 50-50 shot, and it was more of a deal where it just kind of depended which way the wind wanted to blow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it worked. I mean, it worked out. It uh we uh, we got to see some racing, got to see some really good racing, and um, I expect the same this weekend because I think the weekend forecast looks pretty good. I yeah. mean, yep. after the after today and some of tomorrow, I think it's going to work out in the in the favor of uh, being able to race everywhere around here. I think Boone, Iowa has Boone has the World Battle of Late Models. All right, which now, is going to be a big show. I sent a Snapchat out to our little group thing we got going yeah. on. I never did get a response. I must have missed it. I said, did anybody else see the post about so, the three wide start? I think Boone does that on the Boone Nationals anyway. Okay. So I'm thinking they're wanting to try, try to do that. I don't know how good of it. Now, Boone's a track that's a lot like Fairbury. It's a quarter mile, a little bit bigger quarter mile, black, good dirt. It always holds good moisture. I don't know how they'll prep it for the World of Outlaw Late Model guys, but I know there's enough good talent, smart talent. Hopefully nobody gets tore up going into turn one. Also think as long as Bobby Pierce ain't in the center. Of oh man, <laughs> I know that's what they'll say. Him or Tyler Erb, because oh. who wants to drive hard going in turn oh. one? Them two guys. I don't know, man. That's 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 kind of like video game shit right there. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that's a smart call or not. There's there's I mean the show's great anyway. Yeah, I don't it, think you need to add that. You got to your it. four wide salute. Maybe the Hornets. Yeah, you know maybe start the Hornets three wide. You know, not on cars that got 900 horse going into yeah, turn one wide open. I, I just scratched my head at that. Boone, like I said, Boone's a track. It's fast. It's a fast racetrack. Now, but, let me let me let me just throw this out there. You do that. Turn one. Something happens mechanically to oh, yeah. a car. A ball joint breaks. A flat tire. Anything. Anything. Car sits sideways in the middle of the corner, and ten cars pile up and takes out half the field. Now what? The only thing I guess that they they would probably respond to you is, well, the same thing can happen too wide. I totally understand. Totally when understand. you're three wide and you're only eight rows deep. You are deliberately <laughs> – okay, that's like reaching out the window as you're going 90 mile an hour down the road, trying to grab the road sign yeah. as you're trying to go past it just to see. And what happens if you do? Oh, yeah. Well, dumbass, you shouldn't have stuck your hand out the window yeah. and tried to reach for that sign. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, hand. So it's just kind of an unnecessary I'm stunt just not sure or gimmick. Should. I don't yep. think so. I think it's ridiculous. I think uh, I'm. I, it seems like every time somebody tries something big or whatever, I'm I'm poo pooing on it. I'll use your word, poo poo. Yeah. 
That's a Cole Swibold term it's a, now. It's, it's a term that makes it kind of nice. Yeah, yes, gentle. Everybody knows uh, what I'm meaning. <laughs> I don't think it's something that is necessary to make that show attractive. Because it's already shit. huge having World yeah. of Outlaw models going to Boone. Yep. Because it's IMCA country. Yep. It's a, it, it's far enough west that and, and north at the yep. same time. And that's so. so weird to say because we're, what, three hours away? Mm-hmm. That's not that far no. for us. But you think about the rest of the World of Outlaw tour yeah. and whatnot. They're east and south. East and south. And then Lucas Oil kind of – that's Lucas I, I'm surprised at Lucas that. Oil goes up to Jackson, Minnesota. And I think that is almost as far north that they go. What was the love? What was the love to bring World of Outlaws to Boone? I, I think how. it was just uh, the track because the Boone Nationals gets hundreds of cars, almost thousands of cars. And I think that they were they're trying to get different tracks on the tour because they're wanting new. Yeah, they got they fans want, everywhere, yeah. and the names that were on that tour, like I said, Bloomquist jumped off of it. Even though he came in and said they were only going to run big money races, now he jumped off a 10,000-win show. It is what it is, his business. I know he's getting to the point, too, where you got a guy that has a bad hip and can't feel his right leg and half his ass trying to race. It's he's tough. towards the end of his career. He is. The guy's still got brains and still going to be able to make things happen. It's just, sadly, he is the the greatest of all time in dirt late model racing is – about time to hang up the shoes. Yep. And that's sad. That's sad it for is. fans. That's sad for a lot of people because mm-hmm. he'd been around a long time. It was long like when, time. when Bill Elliott decided – Bill Elliott was never a dominant – I mean, he was in the 80s, but he was never a dominant uh, NASCAR driver. Mm-hmm. But I was his fan from the time I was about five years old because my dad liked Bill yep. Elliott. You know, my dad got around some guys in Missouri back in the 80s that were Ford guys, and Bill Elliott was a Ford Thunderbird oh, yeah. dominant racer Forever. back then. He, had, he still holds the speed record and at Talladega. So my dad became a Bill Elliott fan, and I just became a Bill Elliott fan. I always liked the style, and I always liked the way he did things. And then when he decided to hang it up, I thought, God, who am I going to watch? No kidding. You know, and then, of course, everybody knows what happened to Dale Earnhardt. And yep. so that broke a lot of people's hearts. And there, there's going to be a lot of people that will probably break their hearts uh, when Scott Bloomquist hangs it up. Oh, yeah, there'll there's, be a lot of people cheering, too. But there's gonna It's, it's going to be a 50-50. 50-50, yep. And, there, and I'm going to tell you, the, the majority of that 50 is going to be sad, loud about it. Because yep. they're, they're, a lot of them are going to poo-poo on him. The, the thing they got to realize is the we dude. We have a poo poo counter. We're gonna have to. We need one. <laughs> we need a poo poo counter. <laughs> we need one every time we put one. Put a dollar in there. Raven, you're in charge. Have next a poo poo jar. That's the thing with him is Bloomquist is the best, and I will I will argue until I'm blue in the face as blue as these lines are. He when he decides to hang it up for good, it will be he's done. Yep. He's not gonna do what Moyer's done and. Come oh, I'm done. I'm yeah. coming back. Oh, I'm done. I'm coming back. I think I'm that's done. why he's back. still racing because he's not quite sure to get it out exactly. of the system yet. Because he's still a touring guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, I know Moyer runs a lot of races. Bloomer does too on the off weeks. But you're talking about a guy that lives on the road 80 weeks or 80 yeah. nights a year. Just going um, racing. I can't so. sit and say I haven't been in the dirt the dirt era as long as you have. You've been born into it. You've been around yeah. all your life. I haven't. Um, I think I if Purvis wouldn't have broke his back or got in that wreck or made his back messed up, he would have been the goat. Would have been the because he is, without a doubt, one of the greatest wheelmen too. You don't have to like him, you don't have to hate him, but when Everybody you think of dirt late him. models, you think of Scott Bloomquist. That's the first name that comes up in anybody's mind. You, if you're a Moyer fan, you're lying to me. Yeah, because I know a good one of my good friends is a huge Moyer fan. He has more Bloomquist diecast cars 
because of value and he's a diecast legend, then he does Moyer cars. And yeah. there's a reason. Everybody knows when, when Moyer brings out a car, it's 150 bucks. Bloomquist brings out a car. You'll see guys buy it and then put it on eBay for four hundred dollars. Yeah, it's just like the Kyle weird. Larson sprint car stuff. It's just like Michael Jordan stuff. It's Bloomquist is when you think of when you think of dirt late models and why we are in today's technology is because of Scott Bloomquist, not yep. because of Billy Moore. And you don't have to like him, you don't have to hate him, but you just got to agree. Yep, there is no more that. Yeah, I mean the guy came in the right era. Mm-hmm. He started dominating the right era. Mm-hmm. For for and whatever continued. reason, yeah, you know whether he was cheating, whether he wasn't cheating. First time in Eldora at World One Hundred, he won. Yep, never been there in his entire life. You, who can say that? Yeah, nobody. No, um, <laughs> maybe the guy that won the first Eldora race. <laughs> he's a, yeah, yeah, he's had his ups and downs just like everybody else has in life, but he's made the best out of it. And uh, so the day he decides to hang it up is the day a lot of people will not like it. Um, but that's life. Everybody goes. Through I hope it. he can hang it up. On Normal, a high note. And not how Dale Earnhardt had to. Yeah. I don't want it that way. Maybe that's what he's waiting for. And though. I wonder, too. He's maybe. a guy. His uh, his logo for the longest time is no weak links. Yeah. Maybe he's waiting on that chain to break. I don't know. Yep. Well, he's the man. It's all he's, he's known. It's all he's known. But I don't know. We need to get a guest on here, Cole. Um, we'll have to bring one on. I'll tell you who I was thinking of originally. There's a couple guys I was thinking of originally, and the first one that I definitely know we can get anytime is Roger Sollenberger oh, from yeah. Brimfield. Roger be good. He's been an announcer at about every racetrack in the Midwest. <laughs> He's been a flagman at about every yeah, racetrack no in the Midwest. Do. He knows a lot, a lot of things about uh, dirt racing. Uh, you know, just he's another guy that grew up at the dirt tracks and i remember him telling me a, a story about when he used to hitchhike to peoria speedway i think no he's lived, yeah i think he lived around brimfield <laughs> uh i think i think he grew up in brimfield uh i'm gonna guess he did and he said he said I remember he told me this he said he used to you know i don't remember if it was just something that he did once or if he did it a few times but he started walking east and there was always somebody to come along and grab him no and go kid. yeah no you know nobody had cell phones nobody had communication back then to speak of and and people recognized him they pick him up take him to the racetrack oh yeah the same way to get home so uh, i think he did that a few times in his childhood but uh yep he uh, he's been around it forever and uh, i'd like to get him on here because he's just he's got such a great voice he's got a lot of great stories oh man the knowledge that he's yeah the knowledge and uh the nostalgia that will come out of his brain man and then as far as racer goes someone that's kind of close to me just mainly because of family friends and stuff but uh, uh, a peoria speedway kind of peoria speedway icon in his own time jeff maher i'd like to get him be cool uh, I talked he was to, a guy that kind of stepped into the game and was just fast. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was, but so, so smart. Oh, so yeah. smart. The, he's almost like Eric Bruce in a way. He's got fabrication yes. skills. Yes. Uh, and I've seen that firsthand. I've worked with him firsthand on that kind of thing. And and to be good or to be great in motorsports, I think you almost have to be that way because you got to think outside the box. You got to be an innovator. You yep. can't store by everything your whole career and exactly. be faster, faster than everybody. You got to exactly. be an innovator. And, and that's where those old school 80s and 70s and 80s racers came from. That's Not, where they came from. They, they came from building it themselves. And yep. that's why they were so dominant and good. Now, you know, you just got to have enough money. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, so those are two guys that I have high hopes to bring on one of these days. Who would you like to bring? Man, 
I'd really like to bring Scott May. Okay. Honestly, yeah. he's a – I grew up watching – he was a kind of the Bloomquist guy. You loved him or hated him. He was kind of a guy I'd love to get on, and even Brad Denny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of, he, we, not were just gonna get, we were going to get that yeah, done. But, but he uh, was busy. He was busy getting ready. trying to get ready for that Renegades of yeah. Dirt. So I'm, I guess I'm probably – I guess Renegades of Dirt slap in the face is what that yeah, means. Yeah, I love yeah. Him. No, Brad Denny would be a good interview. He's just another guy that's got a lot of knowledge and a lot of seat and time. Not just seat time. That's my thing is because you're going to get the track side and the dirt side of him. Yeah, yeah. So you learn you learn something from all those guys. You know, that's why I enjoyed listening to Bob Sargent. Uh, they've been oh, in it so damn long. Oh. I just I just scratched the surface in my little promoting yeah. career, but I learned a lot in a short amount of time. Man. But I continue to learn because those guys have been in it so long that you can't you can't help but learn. Yeah. And – so I'd like to listen to that interview. Sure. I'd like to I'd like to be a part of that. Oh interview. yeah, definitely. So hopefully we can make something happen here in the next couple of weeks. I think a fun get him one on. We'll kind of bring on to be Corey Hart down there at Lux. Oh yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> not just to talk about like the female entertainer part of it, but he's right now he's down at Cleveland, setting up for I think it was Cleveland, uh, setting up the NFL draft right now. So is he so a, he's, does he he's, work for like a stagehand company? He's or? in the entertainment, and I don't know if he owns a company exactly. I'd like that's what I'd like to talk to him about because. He's been posting a lot of pictures about it, and he's down there busting his ass with a lot of the guys, and it's pretty neat. So he'd be kind of neat just to talk to him on the maybe the entertainment side of yeah, yeah. promoting, not just racing, because you know, we're a couple strokes. Oh, yeah. jokes. Yeah, we tell a few, few lies here and there. Oh, but yeah. This is not a lie, though. I actually, for there might be a few people that know, but I was in the entertainment thing for a little bit, music industry, and I one of my last – projects or jobs in the entertainment industry was with george thorogood oh yeah you know big time rocker but yeah for, i think this was his 45th year yeah you know and if you don't know who george thorogood is if you don't remember the music you're listening to the wrong show just just google search george thorogood oh, and you're gonna be like wait he sang that song yeah he sang that song yeah because i knew bad to the bone everybody, everybody knows does. bad to the bone yep uh one bourbon one scotch one beer oh yeah uh everybody knows those songs then i saw his show 46 times that year. Yeah. Nice. Every one of them, I'm like, I'm just amazed. I'm like, another God, song. this guy. Oh, another song. I mean, most of them are the same, but just like, this guy, he had so many hits that most people don't even know he had. <laughs> don't even recognize it. So Until you hear it, like, holy shit. Well, the point of that story was, is I called, uh, I'm still good friends of his production manager. He lives down in, his name's, uh, well, I'll just use his first name. His name's Jeff. Yeah. But anyway, uh, He's a production manager. Me and him became buds on that tour. And uh, I was talking to him this morning, and he told me he they haven't done anything in 15 months. Damn. And Whoa. their first show, believe this one, everything's been getting – they've had pending shows up until this point. But everything's been getting pushed back and right. canceled because nobody's for certain on the openings and reopenings and this, that, and the other. And uh, their first show is the Illinois State Fair. No and kidding. That is locked in. Won't be canceled. Oh, set in stone. We might have to go to that one. I'm going. I got my backstage. Is that passes. on Saturday? Sunday. I think Whoa. it's the same day as the Arca race. Oh man, we could do that one. So my hopes is, Ronnie, I'm not coming in. Do work track on prep Monday or do track prep for the race Saturday night. Get up, go grade the track, and then head to Springfield to go watch the Arca race and hang out with those guys and catch up oh, with yeah. them. And I might have to join you. Hell, it's that time of the year. I asked him when they're, where they're going next. He says, I think it's somewhere in Missouri. But uh, if so, I'm going to see if they got a bunk on the bus. I might go around no for a week. Be yeah. good times. Hell, yes. I, ain't gonna, I don't think I'll have too much to do at work. <laughs> yeah. 
But hell, why not relive? I said that to him the last time I talked to him. He's like, hell, I'll need I'll need a driver by then. I said, the hell you are. I'm gonna drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> drink so, beer with him in the back. Yeah. <laughs> hell yes. So, well, that would that would be with the crew. That wouldn't be oh, with yeah. Thoroughgood. But that uh, was a good time. That was a good little thing. But yeah, talking that was how we got on the entertainment thing. But entertainment business is slowly starting to come back and. Everything else is slowly starting to come around, and I can see things happening, but I'm still not happy with the the speed of things. And uh, we all need to just kind of stop being scared. Let's yep. live our damn lives, or you're dead fun. already. You know what? Go out and have fun and enjoy life. Enjoy it. Forget this. That's what we got to do. Shut the TVs off. Shut the news off. Let's uh, let's get back to it. Back to the love, the fun. Yep. Yep. If if you didn't if people didn't watch the news and pay attention to the internet, nobody would know what's going on. Shit, no. If we were back the way it was back in the eighties and nineties, shit. Shit. Hell. Anytime the government wants to get control of us, they just throw something like this out. Oh there yeah. And look what happens. Look at your right hand, don't pay attention to my foot. That's it. That's it. So that's well, that's a whole other route we don't need to go down that's again. No so it seems like every time we <laughs> we dash that is a that is a curveball that we would never end. Yep. On. Well, let's wrap this up. Yeah, let's we thank can do that. Full House Signs and Graphics one more time. Chris Osborne Jr. Hell of a guy. Hell of a product. Best in the business. Oh, you need yeah. a wrap. He's on it. He's there. You, What's his? What was his wait time? I mean, I know he was really busy this. He winter, worked with us because our wrap took a while because of all the you had to all gather the sponsors, all the sponsors, all the logos, yeah. and then all the. We went through three to four different designs, and that's the thing. He's not going to print what you don't like. Well, it's too expensive. And you know, they're, they're mean, the you kind of person that. that, yeah, it's tough right now to get get a wrap done. If you call him on a Thursday to get your wrap Saturday, he's gonna it's gonna be tough. But he's one of the guys that will try everything he can to try to get it done for you. Yep. Even if he can just print you stickers, yeah, he'll do it. He may not be able to give you the full wrap, but they're him and Haley both. They they bust ass. Well, they believe in it. They're hungry for it. They love what they do. And they got a really good thing going now, so everybody needs to just support them. There's several different guys that are in the same business, but uh, you got to get a guy that that wants you. And yep. it, it, from what I can tell, he wants you exactly. And uh, he does. He he puts a lot of time and a lot of hours in it, and that's what it takes because there's going to come a time where you're going to need something now. Exactly. No matter who you are, I know you guys are all tight. You know we're all tight, and and you're you're on the priority list. But I don't. I don't see that anybody else in no. that same situation, no. he wouldn't cut corners no. for that guy. No. He, he'd he'd get seen, the same effort. Yeah, the mm -hmm. same effort, and he, he's a go-getter. Yep. So He drove out to my house late on a Friday night yep. and wrapped his car. Yep, yep. So so we need to wrap this up. We, uh, you know, we don't want to run too long. No. What we can do is we'll end the night here on a good note. Hope everybody has a fun, safe weekend. Stay dry as you can. See you guys at the racetrack. And, and as uh, our buddy Brian Hayward would say, keep her on the high side and smoking the cush. Oh, wait, no. Bang I was the banging cush. the cush. That was That's right. right. <laughs> Take her Thank easy. Thank you.